Welcome back to Squared Sports Podcast. I'm the host this podcast, Lane Frank. We're now episode 94. It's for 94 episodes through, and I got action-packed episode planned for you. NBA's rolling right now through the preseason. NFL and college football, great weeks we had there. NFL week four, college football week five. MLB, regular season, nearing an end. I'm giving my award show later on this episode. So stay tuned for an action-packed episode 94. Let's hop into it. Let's start with episode 94. How you always do with the headlines in the NBA. The Phoenix Suns lost to the Australian 36ers. Not the 76ers, the 36ers. A team in the NBA League, the New Zealand Basketball League, the league LaMelo Ball played in, the league RJ Hampton played in. But you would think, oh, the 36ers, they got to be the best team in the league to beat the second best team in the NBA. Well, no. This is one of the worst teams in the NBA, actually. One of the worst teams. This is the first NBA team to lose to a non-NBA team since the Oklahoma State Thunder did it in 2017 when Luka Doncic, when he was 16 years old, his Real Madrid team beat the Oklahoma State Thunder. And Luka Doncic didn't really even play in that game. He didn't kick Russell Westbrook. This is a disgrace to the Phoenix Suns. Monty Williams, what are you doing? Get your stuff together. Devin Booker, this is disappointing. If you can't beat the Australian 36ers, how do you expect to beat the NBA 76ers. Now, I know it's preseason. That's a little bit weird thing right there, but interesting stuff right here. But I think Suns, I was really surprised to see that. I do you like seeing these NBA teams go up against non-NBA teams? I think it's interesting. I think it shows the talent difference, maybe the defense difference. Luka Doncic said that playing in his overseas league was harder than the NBA because they actually played defense over there before playoff time. Interesting stuff right there. I'm shocked to see the Phoenix Suns lose to the Adelaide 36ers. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Do you think the Suns will have a good season? Are you alarmed, alarmed by this at all? By the Phoenix Suns losing to the 36ers NBA League? You concerned about this all? Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Now to the NFL. We had a bunch of news in this action-packed week four, but start off on Thursday Night Football. Tua Tungvaloa goes down with a concussion. His second in five days. That's tough stuff right there. They fired the independent doctor who diagnosed Tua Tungvalu with like a back injury last Sunday when it was clearly a concussion. He clearly didn't get Beasley, and he clearly fell down again while his offensive lineman was trying to help him. And they won that game still, but Tua Tungvalu obviously had a concussion was let back into the game. Obviously shouldn't be allowed to play on Thursday Night Football. This is why a lot of people always say Thursday Night Football should not be a thing. I remember Richard Sherman tore his Achilles a couple years ago against the Cardinals on Thursday Night Football. He said, it's a disgrace that we have to play on Thursdays only from Sunday rest. And he's probably right. But it's very good entertainment, and it's very good prime time. And they just signed a new deal with Amazon Prime, so I doubt Thursday Night Football is going away anytime soon. A new deal is inked. The only time I think it would have gotten disbanded Thursday Night Football was this offseason when they were trying to find a new TV partner, but they found Amazon Prime. So they couldn't have found a TV partner. I think it probably would have disbanded Thursday Night Football. But Thursday Night Football is still a thing. Tuatang Vula got hurt on Thursday Night Football. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Do you think Tuatang Vula plays in the next three or four weeks? I really don't know. Mike McDaniel said, yeah, he could have played next week. Borch can be cautious. We're not going to play him. That's a little bit weird statement right there. He also said he was normal Tua on the flight back from the Cincinnati to the Dolphins. Silly. I mean, that's a little bit weird thing right there. Apparently, he was in a whole entire neck brace. Mike McDaniel, weird comments right there. Tuka Tungvaloa, hopefully he can get better. Hopefully, the Miami Dolphins can keep their good season going with Teddy Bridgewater as their quarterback for the next how many weeks. We know it's going to be this week. We don't know how many weeks after that. Tuka Tungvaloa is injured right now. The next game in the NFL was Will Lutz in his New Orleans Saints. He's their kicker, but he's still a big part of this New Orleans Saints team. And he got a 60-yard field goal to make it a three-point game. The Greg Joseph just bombs one for the Minnesota Vikings to take a three-point lead. And then the Saints say, hey, it's tying one up. Let's get another great kick, Will Lutz. Double doink. 
hits off the right crossbar and then a lower crossbar to go out. The announcer said, if someone just blew on the ball, it might have gone in. Will Lutz, what a good kicker. I'm really upset to see the Saints team doing so terrible right now. I think they only have one win on the season. Ivan Kamara was out. Mark Ingram couldn't do much. James Winston was out. Andy Dalton played pretty well. But yeah, tough stuff right there. New Orleans Saints, got to be better. Dennis Allen, you got to be better. I don't think Sean Payton goes back to New Orleans Saints. He says he might return to the NFL. I don't think it would be the New Orleans Saints. Maybe we'll talk about that in a later episode. But yeah. Will Lutz and New Orleans Saints 1-3 right now. Not doing so great. Cleveland Browns are about 2-2 two two right now with a win against the Panthers and the Pittsburgh Steelers Thursday night football. But this is just an interesting team to me. They lost that game to the Jets. They should not have lost. They lost that game to the Falcons, which in my opinion, they also should not have lost. They need to feed Nick Chubb better. They need to get in the ball more. Jacoby Brissett's struggling right now. I predicted this at the beginning of the season. I said, right before the season started, at the buzzer, I said, this can be my biggest hot take and at the buzzer yet. The Cleveland Browns go terrible in their games leading up to Deshaun Watson's return. That's what they've done so far. They've been terrible in the games leading up to Deshaun Watson's return. So yeah, Browns sitting at 2-2 two and two right now. A lot of things to get figured out. Browns got to get things figured out. But the Seattle Seahawks right now are also sitting at 2-2, two and two, but a much happier 2-2 two and two team. They won their opener of the season on Monday Night Football against the Denver Broncos, and Geno Smith said, they wrote me off. I didn't write back, though. The next two weeks, he proceeds to be terrible. And now, Geno Smith gets an amazing win against the Detroit Lions, and he's considered an MVP candidate. Highest completion percentage in the NFL, playing way better than Russell Wilson. Interesting stuff right here. Very happy for Geno Smith. Didn't know that. Seahawks and Geno Smith. Geno Smith has the highest completion percentage in the NFL. Seahawks playing pretty well. Leave me your thoughts on the Seahawks in the comment section. The Indianapolis Colts, this is a roller coaster of a team. They're 1-3. and three. They can't give John Taylor the ball. He's hurt. This happened last season with them. They had a terrible start. And then right around this time, they said, let's kick things into gear. Let's have a great Monday Night Football against the Ravens and blow it, but then kickstart our season from there. They got a great season after that Monday Night Football against the Ravens. And they almost made the playoffs if it wasn't for a terrible game in Jacksonville, the last game of the season by Carson Wentz and Jonathan Taylor. But yeah, this Colts team really, really struggling right now. I don't know what you need to do. Matt Ryan was a terrible quarterback last week. He's been a terrible quarterback. I think Indianapolis Colts need a generational talent at quarterback. Because that's what we need nowadays. A person like Matt Ryan, who has good ball placement, who can thread the needle, but he can't be elusive. He can't be mobile at all. He can take a lot of sacks in the game. He's very durable, but not much more than that. Matt Ryan is not the guy for the Indianapolis Colts. I think a guy for the Indianapolis Colts will be like a Will Levis. Trade up and grab a Will Levis, in my opinion. That's the move the Indianapolis Colts need to make this offseason. They're playing pretty terrible right now. Hey, maybe they kickstart their season right now and they may win a Super Bowl. I don't know. But so far, Indianapolis Colts have been terrible. Started the season, so now 1-3. A team who hasn't been terrible started the season is my New York Giants. We're sitting at the opposite of 1-3. We're sitting at 3-1 right now, and I'm so happy. Daniel Jones got hurt last week. Tyrod Taylor got hurt last week. No problem. Let's put Saquon Barkley and Matt Breida at quarterback for the Wildcat. And it worked. We went 3-1 the season right now. It's been amazing for the New York Giants. A one loss to a Cowboys team. That was a very close game on Monday Night Football. Awesome stuff, my New York Giants. Very, very happy to see us. But another team is doing well. Dallas Cowboys. Cooper Rush, undefeated as the starting quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. Not trying to stir up anything here. What if Cooper Rush becomes the starting quarterback of this Dallas Cowboys team? I don't think that should happen, but he's done pretty well so far. I think Dak Prescott could have also easily gone 3-0 in these three games that they've played so far because it's against the Bengals. We were in a tough spot at the time. It was against the Giants. Well, I just talked about the Giants very happily, but also you can run the ball in the Giants pretty easily, which they did with Tony Pollard. And then last week, they played the Washington Commanders, and anybody can beat the Washington Commanders. I bet you, 
Alabama could come close with the Washington Commanders. I bet you that. But yeah, crazy stuff right there by the Washington Commanders. Not playing so well. Cowboys playing pretty well, though. A quarterback who is playing well right now is Bailey Zappe, everybody. Bailey Zappe in his first career start. Not even a start. First career game in the NFL. He didn't even start the game. Rashawn Gary knocked out Brian Hoyer. He must have found out he went to Michigan State. And my Michigan guy, Rashawn Gary, knocked out the former Spartan and Brian Hoyer. Tough stuff for Brian Hoyer right there. But Bailey Zappe currently is the record for the most touchdowns ever in a college football season. Over Colt McCoy, over Joe Burrow, over Colt Brennan, who used to have the record. Billy Zappe is the most of all time. Billy Zappe, two years ago, was playing a game at a stadium where at Houston Baptist, where half of the stadium was stands and the other half was a CVS. The other half of the stadium was a CVS, and this week, he was playing at Lambeau Field, tearing things up, taking Aaron Rodgers to overtime in an amazing duel. Yeah, Billy Zappe is that guy. Can he be the quarterback if Mac Jones stays out? If Brian Hoyer comes back healthy, but Mac Jones doesn't, I think Bailey Zappe has to be the guy, not Brian Hoyer, in my opinion. Bailey Zappe showed some poise in the pocket the other day. He can't really run the standard. He can only really know the shotgun because that's really all he knows because that's really all he ran. I was the Kentucky an air raid offense. The Bill Belichick isn't very air raid-like. But I still think Bailey Zappe can be a good quarterback in the NFL. Maybe it's with the Patriots. Maybe it's with another team. But what if we have a crazy scenario where Bailey Zappe does a Tom Brady, takes Max Jones' job? Now, I know it's only been one week. Not trying to throw anything out there. I don't think that should happen. But crazy stuff by Billy Zappe last week. Taking Aaron Rodgers to overtime. Congratulations, Billy Zappe. Hopefully, if Mac Jones stays out, Brian Hoyer will not get the start next week. Bailey Zappe will. The Raiders, everybody, finally got their first win of the season over the Denver Broncos. I think everybody kind of saw this coming. I saw it coming. Neth Poppy, the person who I dueled on ESPN 600 El Paso. I go on that radio show every Thursday, and I make my NFL picks. We both thought that that was going to be the prediction. So you can call into the show. And get a prize. So if you call into the show and get more picks than me on Thursday afternoon, you get a $50 gift card to a restaurant in El Paso. He got the $50 gift card. He beat me this week, but not next week. Nobody's taking me down next week. Call into the radio station. Call into 600 ESPN El Paso on Thursday. Try to take me down if you want to fell picks. But yeah, we both had that pick. I got the Raiders winning that game. They did. So yeah, Chiefs right now, though, I had them losing that game, and they didn't. Patrick Mahomes just looking like amazing right now. Looking like Super Bowl winning Patrick Mahomes. Looking like 2020 season Patrick Mahomes. Not last season, Patrick Mahomes. This season, Patrick Mahomes. Playing very, very well, in my opinion, without Tyree Kill. Maybe that's helping him a little bit. Now, I don't want to throw something out there, but maybe he's influencing more wide receivers to get in the game. Maybe he's putting more wide receivers in. Getting Travis Kelsey more involved. Getting the running game more involved without Tyree Kill. Just a thought. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. She's playing pretty well. 49ers trends continue. Sean McVay still is owned by Kyle Shanahan, and Cliff Kingsbury still is owned by Sean McVay. That's shown last week. But this week, Kyle Shanahan continues his awesome record for Sean McVay. It seems like every year, Kyle Shanahan goes undefeated in the regular season for Sean McVay, but then can't do much in the postseason against Sean McVay. They won 2-0 in the regular season versus Sean McVay last season. And then the postseason, they lost to the Rams in the NFC Championship game. So yeah, interesting stuff right there. Let's hop over to the MLB for the last part of the outlets. The Mets are by, oh, it's so sad right here. My New York Mets could have won the NL East so easily, but we didn't. Tough stuff right there. We had to lead the whole entire season. This is why baseball needs to be shorter. This is why baseball needs to end mid-August. I don't care if a player will never get 73 home runs again. I don't care. Needs to happen, baseball. Please, Rob Manfred. I'm sick of it, all right? I'm sick of the 162-game schedule because I'm so locked into MLB for about 99% of the season. And then when it comes to football time, I'm fully locked down football, and I'm done with baseball. That's kind of what's happening to me right now. Make it mid-August, the end of the regular season, and then the playoffs will probably end at the start of October. That's awesome right there. That's what we need 
for baseball. Leave a doubt in the comment section on that thought. But yeah, Mets playing pretty terrible right now. Losing to the Braves, probably losing out in the division, unless... Don Mattingly can sweep the Braves, which I don't think will happen. Aaron Judge, at the time of this recording, is currently stuck at 61 home runs. Interesting stuff right there. Do you think Aaron Judge will break Roger Maris' home run record? Leave a thoughts in the comment section. Albert Pujols, I replay. Interesting stuff right here. Second most RBIs all time. Third most home runs of all time. Albert Pujols, in my eyes, in my book, is the greatest player of all time. Now, Barry Bonds is an amazing player. If you're a kind of player who took steroids, Barry Bonds is the greatest player of all time, and I still do think Barry Bonds should be in the Hall of Fame because of his stats. But you're just saying, who's the greatest player of all time who didn't take steroids? A lot of people say Hank Aaron, but I think the correct answer is Albert Pujols, Sarah Play. Second most RBIs, third most home runs, got, got to be Albert, in my opinion. Now, Tony La Russa is stepping down as the manager of the Chicago White Sox forever. He's going to stop managing. Amazing career for Tony La Russa. Congratulations to the World Series champion, but it couldn't work out. Chicago this time. I really thought they should have done better in the playoffs last year. They didn't. I really thought they should have had a better season this year. They didn't. Who do you think could replace Tony La Russa as the White Sox manager? Leave a thoughts in the comment section. Now, last thing right here in the headlines. The Philadelphia Phillies break their playoff drought, making it the Tigers and one more team, the only teams with the longest playoff drought. It's crazy stuff right there. But yeah, Phillies finally break their playoff drought. I think it was up 12 years. Bryce Harper makes it back to the playoffs. First time with the Philadelphia Phillies. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. That's about for the headlines this week. Now, Squared Sports NFL Game Day. I lost last week on Steve Kaplitz ESPN 600 El Paso radio show in my NFL picks, and I lost in our picks. So this week, I'm going to get that perfect record. I'm going to get my perfect record on this show and his show. Let's do it right here. Here are my picks. I'm not picking every game. I'll pick every game on his show, not my show right now, but every game right here, let's do it. Colts versus Broncos. Give me a little Thursday night football action. Broncos got to get this game, in my opinion. You have to win this game, Nathaniel Hackett, if you really don't want the media to come after you. You're not hot seat worthy, but if you lose a lot more games, you will be. Win this game, Nathaniel Hackett, and I guarantee you, your job will be safe for at least this season, because that's a good win on Thursday night football. It's a good boost win for Russell Wilson, and I think it'll propel your team if you win this game. Give me the Broncos. Chargers versus Browns. This was a great game last year. It was a shootout. Yes, Baker Mayfield gone to a shootout last year. That used to happen a lot more times. It used to happen with every game at Baker Mayfield, Oklahoma. It used to happen a lot more in the NFL. Not so much anymore. Baker Mayfield looking like a terrible NFL quarterback. But yeah, I got the Chargers winning this one over the Browns. Browns really have been struggling so much this season. I think the Chargers get their mojo going. I think that win against the Texans last week is helping them a little bit. It was only by 10 points, but a win's a win in the NFL. Survive and advance in the NFL. Austin Eckler had a good game last week. He has a good game again this week. Give me Justin Herbert and Austin Eckler. Justin Herbert not banged up anymore, I don't think. So Justin Herbert and the Chargers get a win over the Cleveland Browns. Lions versus Patriots. Interesting game. Matt Patricia is return against the Detroit Lions. Detroit Lions might get DeAndre Swift back. They might get Almar and Ross St. Brown back. Doesn't matter. I got the Patriots winning this game. Whether it's Mac Jones, where's Brian Hoyer, whether it's Bailey Zappe, I don't care. I got the Patriots winning this game. They lock down on defense. Their fourth round pick, making his first career start last week against the Green Bay Packers. Had a forced fumble. He recovered it. And he had a pick six. He single-handedly helped that defense go to overtime and Bailey Zappe. So yeah, I got the Patriots winning this game over the lines. Expertise of Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick outbrains the brawn of Dan Campbell's fighting lines. Giving the Patriots over the lines. 
Eagles versus Cardinals. I get the Eagles winning this game. Eagles are the best team in the NFL. And I'm gonna prove it to you later on in the episode. Prove it to you later. Do a whole segment on it. But I got the Eagles winning over the Cardinals in this one. Two really great quarterbacks, Jalen Hurts and Kyler Murray. I think Jalen Hurts is next up to get his bag, get his amazing contract. Maybe it's Lamar Jackson. Maybe it's Jalen Hurts. Both of them will get one eventually. Game the Eagles over the Rams. Dolphins versus Jets. Interesting game right here. Teddy Bridgewater versus the Jets, who are on a roll right now. After a great one against Pittsburgh Steelers last week. But it's in New York. I still don't think the Jets won this one, though. I like this Dolphins team. I like Tyreek Hill. A lot of booze going to be coming for Tyreek Hill because he said, oh, I don't want to go to the Jets. I'll go to the Dolphins instead over the Jets. He said the Jets were his number two option. But he went to the Dolphins instead. Interesting stuff right there. Dolphins get the win over the Jets in New York, in my opinion. Bengals versus Ravens. This is it a toss-up? It's a coin flip. Could it be a tie? I don't know. But I got the Ravens coming off the win this one. Lamar Jackson gets a win. Crazy stat right here. In four straight home games for the Baltimore Ravens, they've lost all of them. That's the record. Do they lose a fifth? That would be really shocking to me. I don't think you lose five straight home games, dating back to last season even. Yeah, I got the Ravens to win this one. Lamar Jackson gets his groove going after blowing a crazy lead to the Bills last week. Give me the Ravens. Raiders versus Chiefs to round out. I got the Chiefs winning this one. Ravens and Raiders finally got a win last week. I think it'll be a close game, but this Chiefs team's rolling right now. They're on a roll. They got the win against the Chargers. They got a win against the Buccaneers. They're playing on Monday Night Football, their third primetime game of the year. I get the Chiefs winning against someone, no doubt about Maybe the most exciting team in the NFL. Gets another win. Moves to 4-1 on the season. Give me the Chiefs. That's Power for Squared Sports Game Day. Those are my picks of the week. Stay tuned. Now, top five, everybody. This week's top five is my top five MLB teams heading into the playoffs. Let's hop into it. I'm going to go one to five. Let's hop into it. Number one, it's the Los Angeles Dodgers. There's no disputing it. Give me the Los Angeles Dodgers. Number one. Number two, the Houston Astros. Second best record in baseball. Still a very, very good team. Houston Astros. They beat up on my mess this year. They could be the best team once all said and done. Jordan Alvarez is playing well. Justin Verlander is going to win the Cy Young. When I'm going to do my MLB awards show later on this episode. Spoiler, I got Justin Verlander winning the Cy Young in the AL. Astros number two. Now, for number three, it's interesting. I got a 3A and I got a 3B. And usually when that happens, you go straight to five. But I want to go to four and then I'll go to five. So number three, A would have to be the Atlanta Braves. And it kills me to say it. And three might be my New York Mets. These teams are neck and neck. They're two amazing teams. But I got to get the Braves at three, A because they won the division. Braves are three, A. Mets are three, B. I don't see any separation between these teams besides the record, in my opinion. I think if you played them again, I think they're about to win that series. The home field advantage to the Braves was so impactful. Credit to the Braves fans. Credit to Atlanta. They won that series. Credit to Atlanta. They showed up. They're the reason why they won that series, in my opinion. I think the Mets, though, are still an amazing team. I'm giving them 3B, in my opinion. Number four, the New York Yankees. Luis Severino's getting heat up right now. He's heating up. Garrett Cole's heating up. Aaron Judge is slowing down a little bit, but it'll come playoff time and he'll play well. Luis Severino almost had a no-hitter the other night. Went seven no-hitless innings. So number four, New York Yankees. And number five, the fighting Cardinals are by Albert Pujols, Yadier Molina, Adam Wainwright. Jordan Montgomery. This is an amazing team. Nolan Arenado, Paul Goldschmidt. What a team this is. Giovanni Gallegos. They just signed him to an extension. What an amazing team. But when the season's over, I wouldn't be so stunned to see the Cardinals hosting a World Series trophy. I wouldn't be so stunned. Give me the Cardinals number five. That's about for my top five MLB teams. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Now, did you know, everybody, this is what you knows. Did you know 40% of the AP Top 25 teams going into Saturday lost? 
10 of the 25 teams on Saturday lost in the top 25. That is the second most of all time. The record is 11. That's 10. Did you know that? Leave that in the comment section. That's about for Did You Know This Week. Now, let's bring it back to baseball with Around the Bases. It's making its return after a few weeks off. Feels like every time we used to do Around the Bases, it would be coming back Around the Bases. That was before baseball season. Now we're back in baseball season, and we're back with Around the Bases after a little break because of football season. I had to talk about that for a while. Now we're back with Around the Bases. Let's hop into it. My Around the Bases MLB Award Show, Schoolyard Sports, second annual MLB Award Show. We did it last year. The MLB Award Show. We're doing it again this year. Let's hop into it. Let's start with Rookies of the Year. My annual Rookie of the Year prediction going into the season was Seiya Suzuki. And it's not Seiya Suzuki right here. It's Michael Harris. I was stunned to see that Michael Harris is a rookie. It could be Spencer Strader, but I think it's Michael Harris. Both on the Atlanta Braves. Really tough for me as a New York Mets fan that these guys already are locked up for the next, like, 15 years. You got Matt Olson locked up to 2030. You got Austin Riley locked up for the next 12 years. You got Spencer Strader locked up. You got Michael Harris locked up. You got all these guys locked up. Amazing young core. And that's what the Mets don't have right now. Their young core. They have Francisco Alvarez, who could be good. They have Mark Vientos, who could be good. They have Brett Beatty, who could be good. But they've shown flashes. They haven't been as good as the Atlanta Braves young core. And I think that's why the Atlanta Braves are winning right now. The Mets are missing some of their free agents that they signed this offseason. Eduardo Escobar heated up. But you're missing a Starling Marte. You're missing Mark Cannon, who hasn't been playing great so far. So I think a good infusion of youth would have been good for the New York Mets, but the Braves got an amazing infusion of youth, and they got Michael Harris, who's going to win Rookie of the Year. I know. Now, AL Rookie of the Year. My prediction going into the season was Adley Rushman, and dang, was I close. Adley Rushman's going to come in second, and normally your Adley Rushman is AL Rookie of the Year, but this year, it's Julio Rodriguez. Julio Rodriguez was an all-star. He was an MVP candidate, in my opinion. Julio Rodriguez had an amazing rookie season, one of the best we've ever seen. Julio Rodriguez, AL Rookie of the Year. Now, NL. Cyan got to play. For the NL, the Cyan is so easy to meet. People could say, oh, Julio Urias, give it to him. Because he's on the Dodgers and they're an amazing team. But it's going to be Sandy Alcantara, but I don't care how bad his team is. He can only control the games he plays. Sandy Alcantara, NL Cyan, in my opinion. AL Cyan. A lot of people would say it's Dylan Cease. A lot of people thought it was going to be Shane McClanahan going into the season, but it wasn't. Shane McClanahan had a really good season leading up to the All-Star break. Then Kyle fizzled out after the All-Star break. Injuries, stuff like that. Justin Verlander had new injuries too, though. Justin Verlander is my AL Cyan. I gave it away in top five. Justin Verlander of the Houston Astros has had an amazing season. After missing all of last season due to Tommy John, has an amazing season this year and wins AL Cyan for me. Now, NL MVP. I'm really mad that I have to make this guy my NL MVP. But he's just so consistent. It's Paul Gold from everybody. I'd love for it to be Austin Riley. I'd love for it to be Pete Alonso. I'd love for it to be somebody else other than Paul Gold from it. But it's got to be Paul Gold from everybody. He's really, really valuable to the St. Louis Cardinals team, in my opinion. Freddie Freeman is very, very valuable to the Los Angeles Dodgers team. But if you take Freddie Freeman off that Los Angeles Dodgers team, they're still the best team that will be. If you take Paul Goldschmidt off that St. Louis Cardinals team, I don't think they win the NL Central. Paul Goldschmidt, an amazing player. Nolan Arenado, also an amazing player. He would have been top three. Nolan Arenado doesn't get it, though. Paul Goldschmidt gets it. Paul Goldschmidt, my NL MVP. AL MVP. A lot of people want to be Shohei Otani. But the people who want to be Shohei Otani are ridiculous in my eyes. Give it to Aaron Judge. I picked it to be Vlad Guerrero going into the season. But it's going to be Aaron Judge here, buddy. I think he's going to break the home run record. I think he's going to get 62 by the end of the season. He only has a few games to do it, but I think he can do it in Texas. Give me Aaron Judge, my LMVP. That's about for the Schoolyard Sports second annual MLB Awards show. Leave it to us in the comment section. That's about for that this week.
Now, squirts for Scream. Last week, I screamed on Mel Tucker. Oh, I was in fact on that one. This week, I'm screaming on Mike Tomlin. The reason I'm screaming on Mike Tomlin is he had a great draft. He picked Kenny Pickett, amazing pick. He picked George Pickens, amazing diamond in the rough. But now, he's struggling. Mike Tomlin is one of the greatest head coaches of all time. No debate it. He's never had a losing season, and he's been the head coach for like 15 years. That's insane right there. But I think this season, he gets a losing season. You want to know why? Because they rushed Kenny Pickett. Because their offensive coordinator is still Matt Canada. Because they're not utilizing Najee Harris. Because they didn't keep Mitch Trubisky their starting quarterback. They should have. I'm not saying you win more games, but I'm saying they're closer. I'm saying you don't mess up Kenny Pickett's career. I think you mess up Kenny Pickett so badly this season, he'll never be an All-Pro. Kenny Pickett is going to have a rough first season. He's going to be their starting quarterback. Oh, I'm excited about that. Some people will say, oh, I'm excited about that as a Steelers fan. I was too, until I read their next four games. Their next four games against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Buffalo Bills, the Miami Dolphins, and the Philadelphia Eagles. I think the Eagles are the best team in the NFL. I think the Bills are the second best team in the NFL. Tom Brady and the Buccaneers never count them out. And the Miami Dolphins were one of the only undefeated teams this season. That's ridiculous. Ain't no way you're winning one of those games. Ain't no way you're coming in within 10 points in any of those games. I would be stunned. I would be shocked if they won one of those games. If they even came close to one of those games. I think they will lose by two possessions in all of those games. Tough stuff in Mike Tomlin right there. Tough stuff. That's my score at Sports Scream. Leave your thoughts in the comments section. Now, College Bowl Showcase Week 6 Edition. You know how we roll. I give you my top 25. I'm going to start giving you my hot takes. I did it last week. I'm going to give you my hot takes, and now I'll give you my pick for the game of the week. Let's hop into it. Number one, Alabama. Number two, Georgia. Go Bulldogs. Number three, Ohio State. Number four, Michigan. Number five, Clemson. Number six, USC. Number seven, Tennessee Volunteers. Number eight, Ole Miss. Great win against Kentucky. Go Rebels. Number nine, Penn State. Number 10, Oklahoma State. Number 11, Kentucky. Number 12, Oregon. Number 13, NC State. Tough loss last week to Clemson. Number 14, Utah. Number 15, UCLA. They're playing each other this week, UCLA and Utah. Number 16, Kansas State. Number 17, Kansas. Number 18, TCU. Number 19, BYU. Number 20, Wake Forest. Number 21, Syracuse. Number 22, Florida State. Number 23, Washington. Number 24, Arkansas. Go Razorbacks. Number 25, Texas. Longhorns getting ranked. Number 25, I have Texas. I'm not going to do a horns down right here. Texas, good team in my opinion. They had a great win against West Virginia. Great game this week against Oklahoma, but Oklahoma isn't ranked. Tough stuff right there. Oklahoma having a terrible start of the season. Terrible game last week. Terrible blowout to TCU. Texas ranked, though, in my opinion. Number 25, let's move over to the top. Alabama jumps Georgia, in my opinion. Alabama... Had a really convincing win against Arkansas last week. Arkansas was playing really well. That's a really good Arkansas team. They could have a dispute for the third best team in the SEC. They could be the third best team in the SEC over Florida, over Tennessee, over Auburn, over LSU, over all these teams. I think it could be Alabama, Georgia, and then maybe Arkansas in there. Arkansas is a very, very good team. Number one was Alabama, though. Number two was Georgia. Tough game against Missouri. Number three was Ohio State. I know. I have to say it. Ohio State was number three. Number four was my Michigan Wolverines. It made me so happy to see that. I mean, Michigan's just playing great. Great win against Iowa. I got Michigan number four. Penn State, number nine. They had a tough game against Northwestern. They almost lost that game. It was for Pat Sajerald gang getting arrogant, getting eager, going for that. 
touchdown. Instead of kicking the field goal to make it 17 and 10. For 17 and 10, Sean Clifford maybe has a three and out. And then Northwestern maybe wins that game. I don't know. Tough game. I know it was in bad weather conditions, but Northwestern, a team who lost to Northern Illinois and Southern Illinois, come on, Penn State. You're number nine team in the country. Be better than that. Number 13, North Carolina State. Tough game against Clemson. Devin Leary played well. Nobody else really did, though. Number 19, BYU. BYU, Cougars, good team. They have a tough matchup this week. We'll see if they win that game. Number 19, BYU. Number 21, Syracuse. Dino Babers squad finally playing well. They're undefeated in the season. Sean Tucker was pleased with his performance. If you don't know what I mean, Sean Tucker, Syracuse running back, All-American, going to be this year. After every game, tweets if he was pleased with his performance and if he was pleased with the outcome of the game. This week, he was pleased with his performance and he was pleased with the outcome of the game. He was so pleased that Syracuse, he had 200 yards, by the way. Syracuse was up 49-0 at halftime. They said, the other team said, hey, can we play 10-minute quarters with a running clock in the second half? Syracuse said, sure, we're good enough. Let's do it. Wagner had to do that against Syracuse. Go Syracuse. Go Big Orange. Syracuse number 21. Number 23, Washington. Tough loss to UCLA. I picked that game. I picked UCLA to win. Washington slimed down my top 25. Number 23. And number 24, Arkansas. I already talked about them. That's fine for Todd 25. Stay tuned for the hot takes and the game of the week for College Football Showcase coming up next. Now, my hot takes for College Football Showcase. Last week was an up-down week for the hot takes. I picked Clemson to win. They won. I picked Kansas to win. They won. I picked Baylor to win. They lost. I picked Texas A&M to win. They lost. But I picked Michigan almost to get blowouts. They both won. So yeah, great stuff right there from the hot takes. A little bit of up and down week, though. This week, where you get that perfect record, amazing week of college football. Let's hop into it. First game, Red River Showdown. Texas, in my opinion, dismantles Oklahoma. You got Davis Beville, probably going to start the game for Oklahoma. And if he can't give it a go, General Booty will start the game for Oklahoma. This is assuming Dylan Gabriel's out, because I think he'll be out. He got a concussion last week off a targeting penalty. But yes, Oklahoma's quarterback right now is Davis Beville, but their second quarterback, who they might turn to against Texas, is General Booty. That's his real name. First name General, last name Booty. He's got NIL merch. You can buy it. Go buy his NIL merch. General Booty. Good quarterback. I think he came from Juco. was one of the best Juco quarterbacks last year. Hey, he's on Oklahoma now. He's their backup quarterback. Maybe he can start against Texas over Davis Beville. Davis Beville did not look good last week against CCU. That whole entire Oklahoma team did not look good against CCU. They got tracked by those TCU wide receivers. Wow, that was amazing right there by TCU. Max Duggan played great. I got them ranked in my top 25, but Oklahoma gets dismantled by Texas. Spread is Texas by seven right now. They got Quinn Ewers coming back. I think they won by like eight points, 10 points. It's going to be a good game, but I think Oklahoma has trouble finding points. I think Texas might even win this one like 45 to 21, something crazy like that. I think Texas without doubt wins this game. Red River Lively goes to Texas. Interesting thing right here with that game. I don't think I've ever seen a blowout in the Red River Showdown. 2017, Texas was a terrible team. Oklahoma was really good. It still went down to the last play. 2018, what a game that was. Cameron Dicker, the kicker, gets the game winner. 2019, Oklahoma won by a possession. 2020, you go to over, double overtime. And 2021, Oklahoma wins on the last play of scrimmage. So yeah, Red River Showdown, one of the best rivalries in college football, one of the most action-packed rivalries in college football. But I got Texas Winning this one this year against Oklahoma. Oklahoma getting the golden hat. You get a golden hat if you win. I got Texas again this one. Quinn wins his first game in this rivalry. Kansas upsets TCU, and Duke gets a win over Georgia Tech. I think that's also an upset. So two basketball blue bloods get their wins. Basketball blue bloods 
Moving to five and ones. Kansas already at five ones. They're gonna move to six and zero. And Duke is gonna move to five and one. Duke lost to Kansas. That's their only loss. So yeah, great stuff right here. But these two basketball programs, Duke and Kansas, go to football right there. Kansas and Duke get five ones in the season. Arkansas upsets Mississippi State. Let me explain this one here. You can say Mississippi State, they're a really good football team. How can you pick them to lose to a team who just got dismantled by Alabama? Slow your roll. Arkansas did not get dismantled by Alabama. The game was 28 to 23 going into the fourth quarter. They were about to get the ball back on third and 15 until Jalen Miro turned like Lamar Jackson, Usain Bolt mode, and pulled on the Jets for a 77-yard touchdown. That's what propelled Alabama to that win. Then Jameer Gibbs went off, had two 70-yard touchdowns in the last few minutes of the fourth quarter. That's what ruined Arkansas then. Their defense in the fourth quarter, but they had some of their backups in after that Jill Miller touchdown. Arkansas is a very, very good football team. KJ Jefferson also got hurt in that game. He'll be back this week. That was just a minor injury. KJ Jefferson upsets Will Rogers in Mississippi State. I think they might even do it handily, but I got Arkansas winning this one over Mississippi State. Second last one right here. Clemson gets into trouble versus Boston College. Play. I think Boston College, they got a good one last week against Louisville. That was their second win on the season. Zay Flowers is a really good wide receiver. He got a crazy NIL deal to go to USC this summer. He said, nah, I'm going to stay at Boston College. I'm going to win games. Phil Jerkovec is a good college football quarterback. A couple years ago, we were talking about, could Phil Jerkovec be an NFL quarterback? I think he still could be. He has the size. He has all that. Phil Jerkovec, a good college football quarterback. I don't think they win. But I think they maybe lose by 10 points, one possession. Definitely not 20 points, which the spread says right now. Clemson gets tripped up a little bit by Boston College. They don't lose, but becomes close. Clemson versus Boston College. Comes close. DJ Ungle, his first start ever was against Boston College. They almost lost that game. Last season, went down to the final play. Boston College probably should have won that game. Clemson won it this year. I think it's close again. Up in Boston. Close game in my eyes. LSU upsets Tennessee. You can say, Tennessee's the number seven team in the country. How do you have LSU upsetting them? Jaden Daniels, zero interceptions on the season. He's Throwing the ball great. And if you can't throw the ball great, so can Garrett Newsmeyer, who played great last week against Auburn when Jaden Daniels was a little bit banged up. He brought them that win against Auburn. Jaden Daniels banged up, wasn't playing so great. Garrett Newsmeyer comes in, plays great. Jaden Daniels will bounce back this week against Tennessee. He's their leading rusher. This is a very good team. Utilize Kayshawn Booty. Utilize your wide receivers. Utilize your skilled players. LSU, when it comes down to it, they're one of the most talented teams in college football. And I think they prove it this week. In Baton in Death Valley, Give me the Tigers. Go Tigers. Over the Volunteers. I'm sorry, Josh Heupel. I'm sorry, Hennon Hooker. You're having a great season, but you lose. Go Tigers. Give me LSU over Tennessee. Michigan dominates Indiana. They're 20 points for it right now, but I think they let J.J. McCarthy cook, and they dominate Indiana. That's my last hot take right there. Now, the game of the week. This isn't a hot take. This is my game of the week. Last week, the game of the week was Clemson versus North Carolina State. This week, you'd say it's Kansas versus TCU, but I already picked that game. I'm saying it's UCLA. Versus Utah. UCLA, very good quarterback. Utah, one loss in the season. You know who was that against? It was against Florida, who has an explosive quarterback, who has explosive players, explosive running game. Then Utah goes on to win the rest of their games. USC got tripped up a little bit by Oregon State. But Utah somehow dismantled Oregon State. You want to know why? Because Utah plays a different style of football than USC. They don't go for the big hitter. Utah doesn't. That's why they were able to control the game against Oregon State, control time position, and that's how they dismantled Oregon State. UCLA, though, will trip up Utah, in my opinion. Utah struggled so mightily in week one against Anthony Richardson. Dorian Thompson-Robinson is the most athletic quarterback in college football over Anthony Richardson. I know you saw that hurdle. I know you saw that juke move. Last year, he did it against USC. He did hurdle Dorian Thompson-Robinson. This season, gets another great win 
over Utah. Back-to-back upsets for UCLA. Go Bruins. Game of the week. UCLA wins this one. I compare this game to UCLA-Oregon last year, except UCLA lost that game. It's up in LA. Hopefully fans will show up in Pasadena. They kind of did against Washington. It was their highest attendance of the season, but still not many fans were there. I think they get a win over Utah. 1.30 on Fox. Watch it. Circle on your calendar. UCLA Bruins move to more undefeated on the season. Move to 6-0 on the season. They get a win. Leave it to us in the comment section. That's Power of College Ball Showcase this week. You knew it was coming. I said it was coming. I said last week, we're going to do contenders, pretenders next week because I'm not so sold on these teams after three weeks. Last year, we did contenders, pretenders after week three. The year before, season one of Squared Sports. So we've been doing this all the way since season one. The third annual contenders, pretenders. This week after week four. This year after week four. Let's hop into it. Contenders, pretenders, I'll fall into it. Dolphins, everybody. Are they a contender or are they a pretender? I think the Dolphins... Are contenders. Are they contenders with Teddy Bridgewater? I don't think so. Boy, Tutang Veloa. Yes, they are. Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill, amazing players. They can prove they can win a game without utilizing Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. If they have an off day like they get, did against the Bills, they still won that game because Tutang Veloa showed poison in the pocket. That defense showed poison in the pocket. I don't care what happened with that safety at the end of the game. They still won that game in the heat. Dolphins, good team. Contenders. They're 3 1 in the season. This is a good team. Giants are a blame. Giants are contenders. They have a win over against the Titans, a great team in the Titans. They have a win over Chicago Bears, a good Chicago Bears team, and they have won over the Carolina Panthers. All their wins have been close, but also have their loss, Ben. Their loss against the Cowboys was very, very close, down to the last play against Trayvon Diggs. Tough stuff right there. Davis Sills had a slip right there, leading to the Trayvon Diggs interception, not on Daniel Jones at all. Saquon Barkley is looking like rookie season Saquon Barkley right now. He's running the ball great. Great team in the New York Giants, in my opinion. They're going to win some games in the NFC East. If you, don't, if you don't believe that, you're out of your mind. I think they might lose some games out of conference, but, I mean, the conference they play in the AFC this year is the AFC South. That's an easy win against the Texans. That's probably an easy win against the Colts. And that might even be a win against the Jacksonville Jaguars. You're sweeping the Commanders this year, and you're going to get a win over the Cowboys, in my opinion, at the end of the season. That's my thoughts right there. Those are my contender-pretender for the Giants prediction. I think the Giants are contenders. Falcons, everybody. Falcons are pretenders. Yes, they have two wins on the season, but they're pretenders. They got a good win against the Browns. Marcus Mariota, people forget. He still is a bust, everybody. He still is a bust. Falcons, pretenders. Jets. Oh, Jets are America's team right now. Oh, because they got great wins. Jets are pretenders. They got a last second win against the Browns. They had, like a, 90, they had a 0.1% chance of winning that game at the end of the game, and they won it. So they defied the odds. They got lucky. They, this week, against the Pittsburgh Steelers, Pittsburgh Steelers are just a terrible team, in my opinion. I don't think you win many games in your division, New York Jets. I'm sorry. I think you maybe get six, seven wins in the season. You're pretenders, in my eyes. Jacksonville Jaguars, they're contenders. They have an identity. Their identity is, we're going to run the ball down your throat with James Robinson, and then we're going to throw the ball, and we're going to play good defense. They almost beat the Philadelphia Eagles last week because they gained their way back into it. They rushed their way back into it in the terrible storm. Jacksonville Jaguars have an identity. They're contenders. Los Angeles Chargers, they're contenders, everybody. Seeing that 2-2 two and two right now with two really tough losses, I have the Chargers being contenders in my eyes. Justin Herbert's been banged up, but I think it'll be good now. Chargers are contenders. 49ers, also contenders. Great defense, maybe the best defense in the NFL. Wow, Kyle Shanahan has great, great game plans. I don't care if Jimmy Garoppolo is their quarterback. Still a very, very good team. 49ers, contenders. Titans, everybody. Titans are pretenders in my eyes. And this is the last one I'm going to throw out right here. Titans are pretenders. Yes, you can run the ball at Derrick Henry, but at some point, 
that running game fizzles out. At some point, you need to throw the ball downfield to Ryan Tannehill. To who? Robert Woods? Get out of here. Titans are pretenders in my eyes. That's why for contenders, pretenders, the third straight year we did it, third straight season we've done it. Contenders, pretenders. Leave Dots in the comment section. That's why I forgot the buzzer this week. Now, the best loss question today. This week's question is, can Los Angeles Clippers and Kawhi Leonard have a successful season? Can Kawhi Leonard stay healthy? And can the Clippers maybe have a shot at championship? Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Leave your answer in the comment section. I think so. It's a very good team. That Western Conference could be wide open. The Suns could struggle. The Warriors could struggle. The Lakers could be frauds again. And then that's lots the Clippers right in there. Unless the Grizzlies have an amazing season. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Do you think Kawhi Leonard stays healthy? And do you think the Clippers have a shot at a successful season? Leave your answer in the comment section. That's about the question of the day this week. That's about for Squirt Sports Land, Frank Epsom 94. Thank you for tuning in. Follow Squirt Sports on Instagram at Squirt Sports. Follow Squirt Sports on Twitter at Squirt Sport. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, view the best sports content in the world. We'll be back here on the road next week, Epsom 95 on the road. Stay tuned.